0: Hello there, and welcome to episode seventy-three of the Middle-Aged Outlaws podcast. Today we'll be talking about the pay-per-view TNA Genesis, which was held in two thousand and six in the Impact Zone, and this is our much-awaited episode where we couldn't wait to see Kurt Angle versus Samoa Joe.
1: What the hell happened to wrestling?
0: Plus. I likes that one too, the head but the head is bobbing <laughs> That's the full extent of my dancing. That's good. I like it. No, I've seen much more extensive dancing for you in days gone past. Give it. These days we might hurt our backs or something. Yeah. Yeah, um, do you know I have just come in from kids' football training where I am a coach, as you know, and I um we we devised a fitness drill called the Square of Pain for them. Right? Oh, um, it sounds well. It sounds a bit saw esque actually, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not at all. It's just sprinting and uh, dribbling. Uh, I I tried to chase some of the boys round it tonight, <laughs> and now I'm in. <laughs> quite serious pain, and maybe requiring medication.
2: Oh, so. Whatever happened to beep tests? They always made me oh. feel like that.
0: We, we, we still do bleep tests? <sighs> oh, <sighs> It's good we fun go. watching them doing bleep tests. Oh, yeah, yeah i bet. <laughs> the, the thing is, at nine-year-old, they, they love it. They oh, yeah. say you're doing a bleep test like
1: that. Yes!
0: <laughs> anyway, welcome. Episode 73. Adam, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. You? I'm all right, thanks. We took um a little, a little trip off the beaten track of of a uh, bound for glory. Um, just as we started on our journey, uh, we we swerved off and said we need a pee, uh, and we were, we're off to see TNA Genesis. But yeah. um, a worthwhile stop off. We, we had no
2: choice really, given right.
0: given the last show. Yeah, you are right. So this pay per view had Angle versus Scott Angle and his. P- pay-per-view proper fighting debut for TNA taking on an undefeated Samoa Joe Um, and we shall get to it in all good time nice however before we do let's talk about our movie that we watched for this week it was 28 Days Later Um, it came out in 2006 which is nearly 20 years ago which is hard to believe but is true Um, here's the synopsis for 28 Days Later Four weeks after a mysterious incurable virus spreads throughout the UK, a handful of survivors try to find sanctuary. Uh, directed by Danny Boyle, written by Alex Garland, we've got a cast including Killian Murphy, Christopher Eccleston, Brendan Gleason with an incredible sort of Cockney accent, yep. uh, Ni- Naomi Harris, and a bunch of other sort of recognisable UK faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was your experience with 20 Days Later?
2: Yeah, I enjoyed it. I hadn't seen this for a really long time. Um, and I think it's one of these films that when it you know, it came out I got it on DVD back in the day. Remember. I watched it a lot when I first got it and then I hadn't seen it for probably over 10 years, I'm guessing. Uh, it had been a long time. Um, and, you know, I could remember the basic story I could remember some of the moments but I didn't really remember the film as a whole. Um I really enjoyed re-watching it. Um I I think it probably got a bit of like sort of zombie fatigue um over the years but watching this it didn't fe- it, there's something a little bit different about it. Um it's you know like a a virus outbreak. Um and you, it's almost like it's two films. I, I feel like there's there's two yeah. parts of it. There's there's um the the central character, the Killian Murphy character, sort of waking up and realizing everything's gone, nobody's there, getting together with this other band of people, and then I, I feel like the the bit where they arrive at almost like it's almost like a, a military base it's kind of like a different film. Mm-hmm. Um. And I remember that being the bit when I was younger and when I was first watching it, I, I struggled to get into the bit. Once you get to the military base, I was more interested in them going around, navigating a city, trying to survive. Um, But I, I enjoyed it as a whole, watching it this time and some, some really good music in there as well. It
0: it's got a cracking score. Uh, I felt like this as well, same as you, I remember, I think it's really easy to remember the sort of opening stuff with uh, mm-hmm. London, being uh, completely scarce of anybody else going about apart for Killian Murphy who seems to be taking it pretty well
2: yeah, takes it in stride
0: (laughs) Um, I I think that's easy to remember, I think I feel the same as you and I think I said to you I seem to remember watching it to a point where he's lying on his back and he sees a plane going overhead and I think they talked about like where an island Mm -hmm. they've left us to um, be like sort of quarantined is yeah that, is that what they were saying yeah. um and i thought that was the end of the film and then it, it goes on this amazing murder spree of of the, the army battalion uh, yeah. and and we get a sort of nice hollywood ending to boot Ah, yeah, ah, yeah. so of took me by surprise that the bit where he goes off and and I know you love that, the bit where he just goes psycho and um, uh-huh. it has got an amazing soundtrack playing. It reminded me of the bit in Sunshine that's also Danny yeah. Boyle and, and Killian Murphy. Yeah. And um, he, he he sort of goes similar in yeah. Sunshine, doesn't he? Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, yeah, really, there's a like like an intensity, because it's all coming to a head at that moment. You've got... Um, the 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 woman he's with and the younger girl who they're trying to protect, uh, maybe, both. maybe one of the worst
0: child actors of all times, yeah.
2: <laughs> not not great. But she so she she is trying to hide, basically from the 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 soldiers, if you like. Um, but at the same time, you've got killing Murphy like up in rafters, like stalking them as they're going, and, he's, and you've he's also smirking got, as well, yeah. And and you know, it was obviously, I think. Judging by what happens with him and the, the the female lead, where she doesn't actually know that he's not infected uh, when he uh, first starts yeah. uh, killing off the, the the soldiers, and you've also got the the soldier that has been infected, and they've been keeping like. They said initially to try and learn things about the virus, but basically just to sort of torture. They're and, keeping him like a like dog, that, aren't they? Yeah. The um, and he is on the loose. And it's uh, there's all these things coming to a head at the same time, which I really enjoyed, and the music just plays into that really well.
0: Brilliant. It's amazing. We're going to do 28 Weeks Later next um, that's set in 2007 so we're going to jump onto that Um, but it is amazing that it's taken so long for them to do, we've just heard uh, just last week or something like that they're talking about doing 28 years later mm-hmm. it's amazing to think that they've left it for this long Yeah, I think in this day and age and I think we've said this before like, but like they would be setting TV shows within that uh-huh. world yeah. um, and showing it from all different you know, see it from America and, and whatever yeah, uh, it's amazing. It's uh, I feel like it's great world building. Yeah, yeah, uh, right from the start. Really good, really, really good. It uh, looks quite cheap, I think. Um, yeah, because my wife said to me, "When, when is this? When was this made?" <laughs> she, she says, "I'm getting a bit of Day of the Triffids type <laughs> from it." Um, <laughs> But I think it was only made for something like six million, and it must have made such a huge yeah profit. It must
1: have
2: yeah. It was it really entertaining. I said to you, I'm, I'm really excited for 28 weeks because I, I think I watched 28 days a lot. I think I've maybe only seen 28 weeks a couple of times, so right. that uh, I don't have the same memory of exactly how that goes. Uh, so that'll be good.
0: Nice, nice, and. Like, so they, they kinda, they've kind of done with 28 weeks later what we're talking about there, I suppose, because they then go, you get completely different characters mm-hmm. um, and, and different actors and all that sort of stuff. But it does seem ripe for a sort of anthology with different um, yeah. perspectives of different characters. Something yeah. that they talked about doing with Cloverfield as well that they never did.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um,
0: yeah. It's really interesting seeing London. Uh, completely scarce like we said and I think before 2019 you would have said oh you'd never see that mm-hmm. and then come 2019 that's what you see people posting on their Instagram and, and, yeah. and Facebook and stuff like that it's, oh my yeah. god this is so bizarre it's Weird. quite interesting yeah uh, tiny wee bit of trivia before we move on to TNA so uh, what we got here? So they they had a celebratory scene. Were they having a picnic or something like that? The the four characters, uh, Jim and Selina, and the mm-hmm. uh, the man and his daughter were having like a picnic. They shot that on September eleventh, two thousand and one. All oh, right. Okay. Um, and they said it felt really weird to be doing like a celebratory scene on that particular mm. particular day. Um, and just a little bit about the endings. united spoke. About the endings and how I was confused at what had happened. They shot a bunch of different endings, I think. They ran out, I think I read that they ran out of budget, you know, when they're in the taxi and they go flying forward. Yeah. They ran out of money there and they used okay. that as the film in a test screening. And the studio said, Look, we'll give you more money because you can't stop it
1: there. Okay.
0: Basically. Okay. Uh, they'd also made a, a much darker ending. What I'd okay. i read. Uh, Kelly Murphy's take it hospital where he said dies from the gunshot wound. I think is it Christopher Eccleston gives some. Yeah. Um Selina and Hannah leave the hospital together with an, an open ending suggesting that they made it but he died, but the the, the studio okay. said no to that.
2: Try to think what I would have made it if they had just ended it in the the taxi. So they've just broke through the gates in the taxi. And they propel forward if they had ended it there I probably wouldn't have hated that Nah
0: I do like an ambiguous ending Much Mm -hmm. better than I do a nice tied up in a bow Yeah Yeah. We'll see what 28 weeks later brings But yeah, it was a good one
1: nice
0: Okay, let's talk TNA Genesis 2006 We're back in the impact zone And uh, I was listening to Kurt Angle's podcast today Actually talking about this Um, And he said, it's quite humbling to go from traveling around the world with WWE in different countries almost every other week, um, and then come into what's supposed to be a really big show for this company that I'm working in, and there's like 936 people. Yeah. Yeah, that must be weird. But he also said, the way that they've set it up, it's so tight that it makes Uh it sound like there's so much more people there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. like some of the, you'll be the same. Some of the best concerts I've ever been, I've been in small, small, uh, what do you call it, um, places. Yeah, where, like the sounds bouncing off the walls and all that sort of stuff. Versus, uh-huh.
2: yeah, uh, I, I was thinking there was there's a band I've seen quite a few times live, Nine Inch Nails, and uh, I've seen them open air stadium, and I've also seen them in these quite tight arenas, um, and there's something about, like, you're close to the stage. Like you say, the sound is just all around you rather than coming from a stage and losing lots of it up to yeah. the sky. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're totally different experiences, but not worse, uh, you know, just different.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, okay, commentary team, Don West and Mike Tenney, as usual, we're both, we've both become... Quite happy with that, quite comfortable with that, and fans yep. of their work. Um Tine gets us right in the mood for it. He says, We're here for the most anticipated match in TNA history. Yeah. He obviously did not remember watching the Kevin Nash invitational <laughs> X Division Battle Royal that was on the last one. <laughs> uh, okay, opening contest was uh what was it? Three versus two handicapped. Handicap Tag Team Match We had Kazarian, Johnny Devine and Maverick Matt Who they seem to be looking sort of Vampiric would you say
2: Yeah, it was, sort of I, I don't know if we'd, we'd just hit the start of Something, um, it felt yeah. very Like the brood Type I
0: never correlated That, aye, you're right um, And they're taking on the Voodoo Kin Mafia Let me just say this and this is all I'm going to say about this I think I watched this the same week As the stuff with Vince Came out And all I wanted to do was just watch This and it not Have any sort of link to WWE Or anything like that And then the first match That came on is the Voodoo King Mafia And we'll talk about what they then go on to do After the match I was just like oh fuck off This is I just want away from all that
1: this So yeah. Anyway.
0: Um what did you think? Well the we should say Voodookin Mafia is Billy Gunn and Road Dog. They've been the James gang. Apparently that wasn't working for them after they've been the three live crew. Um and now they're the Voodoo Kin Mafia, which is of course the initials of Vincent Kennedy McMahon.
2: I, I I didn't enjoy this. I um I thought it wasn't a good match, but also like I talked before about I find it kinda depressing seeing Road Dog and Billy Gunn in this environment looking particularly Road Dog here, sluggish, yes. struggling. Um there's a lot of things it looks like he's trying to do physically that he just can't. And um there's something even sadder about I think the desperate attempt to get attention Mm -hmm. on it um so i was i was a bit like i I didn't have any enthusiasm for it from the start um poor kazarian maverick matt and johnny divine i i I couldn't bring myself to care about what it was that was going on with them with their their new story and i kind of i knew the the uh, Road dog and Billy Gunn were going to win. And I'm like, it's a handicap. These guys are finished. It's a handicap match. They're losing. And it's to these guys that look like they've lost more than a beat. Um, <laughs> so I just, uh, yeah, I, I really struggled with this. I, I, I just kept watching, thinking, is this not done yet?
0: Quite a sad start. I literally don't have any. I think I've got one note. About the actual action and ring It's kind of been on for long um, And all I've got is that the biggest pop is for a pedigree And then a sweet chin music faking yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so You're totally right We spoke about that last time It's depressing seeing them Playing the hits and all that sort of stuff And But it's particularly Road Dog no able to really actually do it oh. Um, It's this thing about Referring to WWE, winking that we're referring to uh-huh. WWE. All you're doing, and certainly in my case, this is exactly how I felt. Is reminding me that WWE exists. Like just con- concentrate on your own product, build your own stars.
2: And it, it's also like I'm watching them do this, and the announcers are doing it, and the, you know, Road Dogg and Billy Gunn themselves are doing it. But I'm watching, thinking they don't, they don't care. They're they're not watching this on the other side. They're they're exactly. not. They're in no way interested or invested. And you're not. You're trying to get their attention, and you kind of know as if you're 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 not getting it.
0: Yeah, see, it's, it comes across as
2: desperate,
0: yeah. cringy, uh, calling out Michael Hickenbottom, Paul Levesque, <laughs> Vincent McMahon. It's just cringy, <sighs> horrible. Please don't do this. And you see AEW doing this as well and you just think, just just build up your guys. Make yeah, guys, make thing. us care about yeah. your guys. I don't, you know, I'm watching you. I'm not, not watching that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, after the match, Kazarian and Maverick Matt bring back out Johnny. Is it Johnny Devine? Yeah. He seems like he'd be a Johnny Devine. <laughs> um, he's taking the pin. Uh, they bring him back out of the ring. Raven comes out dressed as... I don't know. He's dressed as. At first, I've got to dress as Kingpin from Daredevil. <laughs> and then he takes his suit jack off and he's got this huge, freaky collar thing on that he's having mm-hmm. some particularly uh, some wardrobe issues with. It keeps coming up. Raven takes a cane to Divine's
2: back multiple times and leaves. Yeah. I think they're referring to Raven as the Redeemer here. Oh. It did. When you saw them, you. you you did kind
0: of think it wasn't until after I was like, "All oh, right, right, they're they're aligned with Raven, clearly. Yeah, they're like yeah. Gothic and whatever." <laughs> but to be fair, we did say last time like Raven looks like he's lost a beat. Make him the mouthpiece for mm-hmm. younger talent. They've they've yeah. they've listened.
1: Well,
2: <laughs> let's see. Let's see if they feature on the next show.
0: Good point. Did they have a group name? No, they were just called. I, I, Kazarian. I think they were just given their individual names yeah. Maverick Matt's a really shit
1: name
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kazarian's a weird name as well, like obviously he's now his name's Frankie Kazarian I don't know if that's his yeah. real name or not but Kazarian just sounds like it's like some sort of carny speech. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, I, I prefer it with the first name added, that, that works better
0: Yeah Okie dokie, not a good start But uh. Room for improvement. Uh, Backstage with our boy, Jeremy Borash. He is with the franchise, Shane Douglas and the Naturals. I thought the Naturals looked better this time. Yeah. They look a bit more heelish. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Leather jackets. They just looked a bit, I don't know, Mm -hmm. less clean cut. Um, Douglas cuts a promo on Team 3D, who the Naturals put through tables on
1: Impact. and. Dutt and Lethal um, which takes us to match number two
0: which is Sonjay Dutt and Jay Lethal with Jerry Lynn in their corner versus The Naturals with Shane Douglas in in their corner. So we've got a wee ECW thing going on on the outside. What do you think of this match?
2: Uh, I much preferred it to what Mm -hmm. had gone before. I thought there was some uh some nice combinations. Uh, I thought, like, I, I didn't really mem- remember having seen that and Lethal being a team. Um, mm-hmm. I thought they combined pretty well together. Gee, Lethal's 21 here. Whoa. It had me thinking, to be 21. <laughs> um, and, you know, they, they, they're very fast paced, but there's a lot of combination moves uh, between them. Not only the look of the naturals in the promo area, but I thought they. There was they had something about them as a team i remember thinking that before it just mm-hmm. didn't really work the last time yep. um and yeah i thought it was quite a nice contrast of teams um i i thought there was some decent action uh in the ring uh, again is it because of what i just watched you know before it which i thought was really poor uh this picked me up a little bit mm-hmm. I, I quite enjoyed this
0: nice Complete contrast, wasn't it? Yeah. Duck and Lethal were just not flying about the way the place in a sort of daft, Mm -hmm. let's do 100 Canadian destroyers and get back up sort of Mm -hmm. way. They were doing like combination work, in Mm -hmm. and out, quick, quick, drop kick, uh, take them down, all that sort of stuff. It was great. Um, Eventually, the Naturals end up isolating J. lethal uh, and and Duck gets the sort of traditional uh, hot tag. It was, yeah. it, was, it was a fun, fun match. I, I was the same as you. I liked liked that and, and Lethal together. They were cool.
2: I think they they made a bit of a mess of the finish. <laughs> um, so one of the Naturals had Dot in a powerbomb position. The other Natural comes off the top with a drop kick. That mm-hmm. that seems to be their, their their finishing move. But I think he he more hit his own man than he actually uh, hit that and the, the fans obviously picked up on it because they, you fucked up Chans Oh, really them. I missed yeah. that class. Yeah. I
1: it's, think...
2: a, it's a shame because it was a decent match but yeah they did mess that up a wee bit okay. I've obviously got
0: ECW on the brain because wherever I've got franchise in my notes I'm reading Francine <laughs> um, <laughs> two different slightly different people <laughs> but did did Shane Douglas cause a bit of distraction for the Naturals?
2: Yes. And for, aye. Okay, okay. Yeah. When I think when Duck was going up to the corner before he was gonna execute a move, Douglas distracted him, which allowed them to get him in that powerbomb position.
0: Right. Okay. Same as the last time. I think TNA have got a really good tag division. Um, quite similar to what we said when we were going through Halloween Havocs so with WCW they've, they've got the mm-hmm. opportunity to put on really good tag matches With the exception of the Voodoo Kid Mafia Yeah. Okay, okay, back with Borash He's with our boys, LAX Yes, they are going full Iron Sheik, Sergeant oh. Slaughter 1990-whatever heel and they are talking about burning the American flag. They did try and do it on impact, but Pete Williams stopped them. Um, I I don't know where Pete Williams
2: sits within this story, do you? No, I mean, they they, they do make the point of saying he's a Canadian Uh um, and You know, just from a story point of view, you maybe find it a little bit strange that he's the guy that kind of makes the save and stops the flag from being burned. But I I just have to assume that they have a plan for him that he's going to factor into moving forward. Mm. But, oh, they really laid in. Like, you know, a lot of the... When when you hear a lot of anti-American stuff, the stuff about, you know, they love war because war means profit and stuff like that, they were really laying in and leaning in on it. it. Yeah. Very convincingly done like yeah (laughs) even just it's funny
0: like by Conan's face you feel like he means uh
2: yeah this is a
0: brilliant role
2: for him like we've we've seen him you know bits and pieces in you know places like the NWO where he was a little bit lost in the shuffle and things like that Um, and having matches with some of the cruiserweights where he was the power guy but this this feels like it suits this feels like this is what he was made for
0: ah 100% Totally agree. Um, JB says to uh, Conan that, that Jim Cornette is backstage, and um, that TNA management will put a stop to them setting the American flag on fire. On fire, and Conan says, "Screw Cornette and screw TNA management." A and he's off, <laughs> and it just leaves uh, Homicide and Hernandez just to say a couple <laughs> of things, and they're, that's all yeah. we're getting for them, and then they're off. Yep. I love the guys, absolutely love them Nice Amazing package of the three of them uh, Okay, we got a video package of Is he just called Sabin here? Is it he called Chris Sabin? I think he's just called Sabin I think
2: we just been called Sabin, yeah Because they've they've changed him a wee bit since we last saw him uh,
0: he's, he's got like some sort of personality He's a bit of yeah. a dick yeah. Uh, yeah We get some backstory Christopher Daniels has returned to the X-Division uh, it seems that AJ Styles, since the last pay per view, had picked up the um, the X Division title, and uh, Sabin had then won it back from. Probably going into details as to how that happened, um, and yeah, Daniels is just ready to to challenge him
2: yeah. after this. There's a lot of um, disrespect from Sabin about you know these uh, X Division legends. Daniel's Styles and, and Jerry Lynn as well, mm-hmm. um, and it, he's he's playing the sort of really cocky, arrogant upstart. That I suppose the, the the story of the match generally is he needs to be put in his place by one of these veterans.
0: Yeah, and Christopher Daniels is absolutely the man to do it. Is Daniels the yeah. champion here?
2: Yeah, Daniels is champion. I think. I don't know that Styles won it. I think Styles or did St- some. There was a match with Styles and Sabin. Did he actually win it off him, or did he cheat to retain, or something think, like that? I think that's what it was. I think. And it was. then Daniels has won it off Sabin, so this is the rematch okay.
0: from that. Okay, cool. Did you know that Christopher Daniels calls him, why calls himself the Fallen Angel? No. I, I only know it because they said it on the, on the commentary here. He's called the Fallen Angel because he's God's gift to
2: professional wrestling. Oh. Oh. I, I like that. I don't think I picked up on that. I always thought it was a really cool name, but I, I don't think I ever thought any any more of it beyond that. I thought it was like a. I don't know what I thought it was. I thought it was deeper than that, or
0: like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I like it. It's cool. Uh, yeah. Yep. X Division Championship match Christopher Daniels versus Chris Saban. Um, this was a good one as
2: well, as you would expect, probably. Yeah, I enjoyed this, and uh, Saban's doing his best to heal out, like through the match. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a load, I think loads of the early stages are just Daniels dominating him, Aye. and uh, and then when Saban gets an inch, he's within seconds, he's got uh, Daniels positioned upside down in the corner and all that, and uh, he's uh he's trying to cut all the corners to try and get his win Um but in terms of like through the match there's some really good exchanges um, I think I was maybe a wee bit more impressed with Sabin here but again he's he's in the ring with Daniels which probably helps I would have mm-hmm. thought um, and it's one of those where I, I, I feel like to an extent even though there's all the cheating and sneaky stuff I felt like it elevated him quite well Um yeah. So yeah, enjoyed it Thought it was a good match I love watching Christopher Daniels He's amazing he's awesome. isn't he? Yeah, brilliant I feel
0: like at 41 year old That you're probably not supposed to discover people That are amazing mm. now But I definitely feel like that with Daniels Yeah He, he's a, nice. he is tremendous And I'm definitely guilty of never have really seen any of his work I would, I would love to have seen him as a higher power now And see what happened there Yeah I think cool Yeah uh, see, I, I felt, this is probably the first time that I felt that the commentary team did a really good job um, sort of moving the narrative along of Sabin's this cocky, heelish mm-hmm. attitude um, that he's developed. I liked, there were some times where he looked like he was going to go for like dives over the top rope and then just yeah. like ran to the ropes and got out the ring really slowly yeah.
2: and did like a double axe handle <laughs> off the apron. Yeah. It's it's totally it is totally different from this. But do you remember when uh, Mick Foley was in ECW and he he moved away from the hardcore stuff and he started criticizing all the hardcore stuff? Yes. Um It's it's like he is telling the crowd he is above having to do this to entertain them, mm-hmm. and I I, I I like that. Well, that good. was a nice twist there.
0: That's good. How do we how do we finish here?
2: Um, so there's a I think a an important story moment uh, in terms of what happens later. But Saban, uh, at a point, has a chair. Yes. A steel chair. And AJ Styles is out and takes the chair off him. Stops him from using it. Um, and what have we got as we go to the finish? DDT by Saban for two. Powerbomb by Sabin for two.
0: Daniels, it's a, a lovely Death oh, Valley driver, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. Um, it's the best moonsault ever after that. Gets a really close Yep,
2: uh, we got roll up by Daniels. It's just a roll up um, to to retain, um, and then Sabin gets a wee bit a wee bit heelish again. Oh, he, does. Um, he sneaks up behind with a chair in hand, but Jerry Lynn's out, grabs the chair, starts telling Saban, you know, not like this. You got to be respectful, all that kind of thing. Tells, he's, he's like an elder statesman here, Jerry Lynn, telling Sabin to show respect, shake the hand of Daniels, which he does. I kind of knew it was coming. He did. Um, it's still quite funny when it happens. Yeah, he, as soon as Jerry Lynn's back is turned, <laughs> uh, Saban attacks Daniels. And he's, he's raging, Jerry Lynn, when he comes back in. And Sabin's like sneaking away laughing. <laughs> Class. <laughs>
0: He must be pretty young <laughs> say, Maybe 24 or something like that.
2: Yeah, I would think so. Um, yeah. It's nice to see him getting, I think, something different to do, something to add.
0: Well, the thing is, I feel like it'd be really easy with the X Division to just, it just be like, oh, it's this high intensity division yeah. where it's all about the in ring action. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've they're given him just that little bit more, and it just yeah. creates a bit more of a character around them. Yeah. Um, now what they did to Austin Starr, they went too far. Or Austin Aries. <laughs> they went too far. <sighs> Talking a witch. We get a really weird what are they doing? It's a back it's, we're backstage. The camera's really close up yeah. to Nash, Austin Starr and Alex Shelley. They appear to be now be called paparazzi. Yeah. Um Nash is doing a bit of sort of half arsed lackadaisical sarcastic coaching. Yeah. They're shouting weird stuff. Do you get it, no?
2: Not really. Like, when it started with all the camera close-ups and stuff, it reminded me of all these, like, American cop shows from, like, the yeah. 90s. Um, And I, I wasn't sure what they were really going for. And Nash, you know, we know what he is here. He's having a laugh quite often at the expense of the division. And he's Given he's talking about a losing streak, so they must have lost a few matches. Um, but the, the pep talk isn't really one that's going to get you going. And then he's just basically at the end, like, "We gotta get a win." Right, yeah. Cheers, Kev.
0: Well, that takes us into their match. So it's Shelley and Star. Just, um, just Austin Star remind you of Grandmaster sexy.
2: Oh, here maybe a wee bit, and and in the last show actually when he was being quite. Over the top, so yeah I hadn't really thought about it before But yeah
0: Um It's Shelley and Star, Alex Shelley, Austin Star versus Run the Truth Killings and Lance Hoyt Which seems to be Lance Hoyt is in his hip hop hippo bag <laughs> yeah. uh, Quite a weird Quite a weird pairing huh. I said the same See if if Truth didn't dance during. He's he's like a hyperactive kid. If he yeah. didn't dance during the matches, he'd be amazing.
2: Uh huh. And he he's got a great look. He's he's you know seen it maybe in WWE. He's got like a comic timing about him, Absolutely. and you want to use him yeah. like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And he's he's big. He's athletic. He's quick. He's he's got so many physical skills, but. I don't know, there's just there's something of like a goof about him.
0: Stop dancing. Like some people aren't strong enough or fast enough or whatever, just just truth, mm-hmm. just kind of stop dancing. <laughs> um, I, I, this feels like I don't know it's, it's there to do a job on the card but it sort of oh. surpasses what it's supposed to do. It's quite entertaining quite fun.
2: I We, we got a Nash on commentary here again. Yeah, um, and I think they they were just getting done with talking about Jerry Lynn as the pioneer of the X Division, and Nash is demanding to know why he isn't recognised as the pioneer of the X Division. Um, I was I was not sure about Lance Hoyt dancing uh, either. He, he he seemed to have to do that as part of his. He's a big guy he's doing this as part of the gimmick (laughs) Um, yeah like there's some good moments in it Mm -hmm. um, but they're uh, you know I can't quite figure out where they're going with the story with Nash and what is now the paparazzi um, because he just seems increasingly frustrated with them as they go it's kind of like
0: they're 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 good wrestlers but they're egomaniacs and they kind of get Mm -hmm. past the sort of E- egomaniac and, and wanting to be on camera and stuff. Like that, I think, yeah, is... it,
2: like they, because as we go through the match, there's a point where they are potentially closing in on the win, and mm-hmm. rather than just go and get it done, I think is it one of them asks the other to go and get a camera. Now, this is being filmed. <laughs> I mean, if they want to reflect on it, there's, <laughs> there's cameras. Buy there. the DVD probably get a copy for quite cheap but, but yeah I, I, I get the story, I did, I did find a lot of it entertaining I, I can't decide, like I sometimes think Nash takes you out of it when he's doing the commentary because he he gets a bit carried away he, he is funny but I think I'd I have enough of it in just a few minutes
0: right. It, it's because he, he's again He's doing the wink wink nudge nudge Look at the camera sort of thing and it's uh-huh. like aye, We're yeah. all in on the joke
2: like he didn't Need to lay it on <laughs> so thick He's talking at one point about Having a uh, career Achievements on uh, black and white max and things like that <laughs> <laughs> he's being quite self-deprecated you know, his, his glory days are done and he's uh, maybe just mocking himself for, for how long ago it was and stuff like that but I, I would be really annoyed if it was a match I felt really invested in mm-hmm. Aye
0: It's amazing to think that he's no wrestling here and yet in five years time he'll be in the middle of a, a WWE ring with the worst die job you've ever seen Oh wow Powerbomb and CM Punk out of his oh. summer of Punk. Oh wow! And texting himself. Oh. Anyway, there's a there's a a crazy move that I've maybe never seen before. That Truth does in this match. He he's got one of them in a suplex and then just drops them down and they land in a stunner position. Amazing. Yes. Very cool.
2: Yeah, I think I didn't even know what to describe that as in my notes. Just truth.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and like you say
2: that you've you've
0: you've described the the finish and these clowns end up getting in their own way and and truth and Hoyt get the win. Uh, there was a funny bit where Nash pointed out the tramp stamp on Hoyt's back as well, which <laughs> I did think was quite funny. <laughs> uh, okay, we get a, a pretty cool video package all about AJ Styles and Christian. We get the sort of story of Christian coming into TNA as a baby face. Uh, He won the TNA title And they're telling the story that although he lost uh, The NWA title Heavyweight title Although he lost it in the King of the Mountain match He was never pinned for it And Mm. and never technically beaten for it So I get the impression that he's sort of Climbing the ladder back up
1: the way And AJ Styles is in his way
2: They do a lot of mentions Of WWE Like Through the show, but here when they're you know they're talking about him as basically like a marquee signing that is coming in, and like you say, he's won the world title, never really lost it. But the mentions of WWE are so frequent, and I thought, are they positioning it in your mind as the TNA guy against a WWE guy? Which mm. is fine if you want to position it that way. He's our guy. He's coming to the company, but they weren't really saying that. But they still just mentioned WWE so much. Weird.
0: Yeah, I, want, I thought that as well, and I wondered if they were trying to do like the like here's like WWE missed the boat with this guy, and he's we are not mm-hmm. sort of thing. which is decide on it because he's won the title, it's been and gone, and and now he's yeah. back. A few, yeah. a few, notches down, but uh yeah. it is funny, isn't it? Again, it's that thing of like existing your own
1: environment mm-hmm. um, and create your own world. So, yeah. I like this promo for Christian. We always oh, shock
0: horror, but we we always love Christian. But I really yeah. like this promo yeah, for Christian I,
2: here. I felt like because we liked his Rhino ones, but I felt like I remember saying I felt like he maybe didn't quite have it yet it, it, it was good and it had a lot of good moments but I felt like this was a step along I felt like this was uh, very close to some of the totally different topics and things like that but very close to some of the work that it sounds like he's doing nowadays mm. uh, I, He's he's got an intensity about him, he believes what he's saying everything yeah. he's saying he believes it and I like that
0: I also like that so on a previous show, previous Impact shows, Christian and Rhino must have continued their uh, rivalry. And they had a Six Sides of Steel match where Christian won, but he only won because Rhino gored him out of the cage with it and, and knocked one of the walls off. Um, and, and Christian's like sort of talking it up as if he defeated Rhino handily in that match. Yeah. And Borash rolls his eyes at him and the, <laughs> Christian just goes for him. <laughs> Goes for the jugular. I like that. Nice. And he, he finishes it with that. If you don't know now, you know. Yeah. Is that th- is that a thing that he carried on? I don't remember. I don't remember that one either. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. What do you think of their match, AJ Styles and Christian Cage?
2: So I enjoyed it. I don't know if I quite enjoyed it as much as I thought I might, but I did enjoy it. There, Christian for a lot of it, especially early on, is playing the mind games, they heal um very effectively and they seem to be going for a AJ may lose his focus because he's just so desperate to get to Christian and take him out. Um I I think, you know, quite early on there's quite a lot of attempts to go for some of the signature moves and they're countered and things like that. And I don't mind that because it then slows down into a more yeah. sort of natural match. Um I think there were a lot of good moments. I, I didn't, I didn't love it. I don't know why. I, I I thought, but when I saw the two names, I thought this is going to be my favourite match hmm. ever. <laughs> so maybe I just <laughs> built it too much in my mind. But I did think it was it was pretty good. Um, and I wasn't really sure what way they were going to go with it because, you know, Christian, you have talked about it, he's been the champion. He, um, I think is expected to be in the title picture at any given moment again, uh, whereas AJ's not been there yet in, you know, he's been X division he's been the main guy, he's been the very good tag team, um, and I was thinking, could this elevate AJ? But to be fair, I think putting him with Christian elevates him just by them having a, a good contest mm-hmm. in a match. Um, so yeah, I, I did enjoy it, uh, but I maybe, I maybe put too much expectation on it. Aye.
0: I think we saw that ma we saw the names and we're just like amazing. Mm-hmm. They old gel Yeah. Um yeah, you and I were obviously thinking the same because I was thinking as the match was progressing, like I can't really decide who who can afford to lose mm-hmm. less here. Yeah. And yeah. and what does that do for either? Like it feels like both of them should be climbing. Mm-hmm. Um it feels like a sort of daft thing where WCW Do like a double count out or Yeah, or something like that or a double Pin or, or something like that So uh, it was at this point And we'll get to the the finish Where I was like, oh my, I think I texted You saying like, oh no I didn't I refrained because I knew you hadn't watched it yet But like the some of the booking Decisions that TNA make Are really refreshing It's like logical booking decisions mm-hmm. um, Yeah it's- invent like I say, really it's a,
2: it's a bit of a sad state of affairs when it impresses you. <laughs> that yes. logical decisions are made.
0: That's where we are, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and I think Russo's back involved here.
1: Okay, isn't it?
0: Yes, because this is the whole yes. time. This is the whole time when. Um, they made the, the thing that I texted you about, saying that they made an agreement between Cornet and Russo. Russell wouldn't speak to Cornet, as long as Cornet agreed not to attack him whenever he saw him.
2: Yeah, I wonder how they actually got Cornet to agree to that, because it sounds like, you know, <laughs> you couldn't get him to agree to that now.
0: <laughs> Piss on his grave. That's a ridiculous thing that you said. Eh? It's got him the oh. motivation to get healthy So he can live long enough to piss on his grave
2: was yeah. quite a character
0: <laughs> What was I going to say there Someone, Jeff Jarrett said Oh I can remember he, he was laughing They were basically laughing Because Jeff Jarrett's quite good friends with Cornet But I think he's pretty good friends with Russo as well Yeah
2: um, They'd had a I think it was maybe to do with power plays towards the end of TNA because Russo and uh, Jarrett had had a falling out, um, and they did a big thing on his podcast about. I think it got to a point where he just got in touch with him again, just say, "Look, life's too short," um, which seemed a very, you know, Corn- never could do it. No. he could never bring himself to do it. No, absolutely not.
0: <laughs> um, okay, some. Some of the stuff that AJ Styles does here is brilliant, and it, this is what—if you ever watch uh, interviews with other wrestlers, they always say like, "This is what Christian." Like, you never realise how good a wrestler Christian is because he just makes the other guy look so good and smooth. And mm-hmm. this moonsault into reverse DDT that AJ Styles does is unbelievable.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's some very good sequences actually, and you know. AJ's obviously ridiculously agile. Um, but I didn't th- like, when you look at them opposing each other, it kind of, I think it looks like Christian's the bigger guy. He probably is the, mm. the slightly bigger guy. Um, and we've talked about it before, he maybe doesn't that often get to be a bigger guy, or certainly in this era of wrestling, he wouldn't have got to be a bigger okay. guy. Um, but I thought he, he let AJ have quite a lot. Like it's very much a back and forth match. Yeah. It's um, it's got quite a, a period of dominance from AJ, um, and that's why I do think it, you know, we'll get to the finish. But maybe an example of how you can elevate somebody without needing to give them the win. No. Um, you you can imagine these two having another match, and you can imagine AJ still climbing the card. It makes yeah, sense. Absolutely,
0: hundred yeah. percent. Yep. Let's go to the finishing. Christian goes to get a steel chair, he brings it into the ring and he's about to swing it when Christopher Daniels appears at the apron. He grabs onto the steel chair um, as AJ has tried to sunset flip Christian, so he's sort of down between his legs, try to pull him down. Um, Christian uses uh, the leverage from being held on by the chair. And just sits down the same way as Bret Hart did to beat Bulldog SummerSlam 92. Sits on his shoulders with his knees and Christian gets the win. Um, Which immediately uh, sets AJ off into a bit of a rage. This is his former tag team partner. He came to his aid only a couple of matches Mm -hmm. ago. Um, And that's all Daniels has tried to do here is prevent him getting smashed with a steel chair. It's not worked out that way. So... Quite odd. What happens next? Uh, Jay Lethal yeah. and Sanjay Duck come out to try and pull them apart. They're not quite at blows, but AJ is shouting in his face and all that. Rhino do, do they even do they hit Rhino's music? I Maybe. don't think so. No, no I think he just appears. Yeah. Rhino comes out, he tells Lethal and Duck to do one in a really disrespectful like <laughs> like what do you think you're doing? Piped in, I'll sort this out type of way. Um, he starts talking about I've been in a feud with my friend and lost him and all that, talking about Christian, and he won't let it happen to them. What, what did you think was then going to happen? Do you think they were maybe going to, to come together?
2: Well, I, I really didn't know. I, I was watching thinking, what the fuck's this got to do with I mm. And And thinking, you know, just... If if this is going to become a thing, just let it be a thing. Stay out of the way, you know. But um, he's like, I was watching in the back, and it made me sick and all that. I'm like, all right. Um, <laughs> what? And then, yeah, it's, 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 what I did quite like was the, uh, AJ Styles' reaction because um, Daniels is obviously he's just wanting to let things go, and he wants everything to be cool. It was a mistake. He wanted to try and help. Um, AJ Styles really sarcastically (laughs) says, "Thanks, Doctor Phil," which made me laugh. And then uh, AJ storms out of the ring, and I quite liked seeing this side Mm -hmm. of him. Um, he's just lost a match. He feels like his partner, his friend, cost him that match, and he's pissed off. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's showing it. And I thought, are we going to get? I thought he showed Edge in the um, the tag match with LAX because they were basically forced to go against what they would usually do and they got ultra-aggressive mm-hmm. in that match just to try and survive it. And I liked that. But here I was thinking, are we getting a little bit of more character, a little bit of personality? Um it didn't feel like a full-on heel turn. It felt like uh, I'm pissed off and I have every right to be. And I yeah. thought, yeah, I'm all right with that.
0: Brilliant, eh? Really good. Yeah. So it shades of grey. It doesn't need to be so uh-huh.
2: yeah. so like, well, now he, I'm a bad guy. He turns he, his he back. Yeah, he didn't need to low-blow his pal uh. and you know do a move on him. He just needed to be pissed off and walk away, which is what he did. I want that. Thanks, Dr. Phil. And he's like <laughs> total Southern
0: Georgian... Yeah. Georgia accent, I want that as, like, my message tone or something. <laughs> Class. Yeah, And I was, like, giddy after this because I was like, at the next pay-per-view, we're going to get another Styles-Daniels match because I'm well up for that. Like. <gasps> because we said, like, how do you take them from rivals? Mm-hmm. We, we like that they took them from rivals to tag team partners mm-hmm. the year later. Yeah. Now yeah. they've amicably split, it seems. Mm-hmm. And now they've just... Well, Daniels has cost him the match and they're they're, they're bumping heads. like it. Yeah. Great. Great creative. Love it. Yeah. Okay, JB backstage with America's Most Wanted and Gail Kim. She's back. She appears to have handcuffs.
1: (laughs) Why? Any idea? You don't know when you're going to need handcuffs. (laughs) That's what the big boss man used to say. (laughs)
0: Um, Okay, this is like the classic game of two halves promo Because Chris Harris, I think it is, cuts an absolutely amazing promo And I love it, and just let him talk Yeah (laughs) Because the second guy, James Storm Starts doing things in different accents Which is
2: incredibly offensive Yeah
0: What is he doing?
2: It wasn't good, you're you're 100% right If that promo had just ended part way through, I think it would have come across really well. because mm. uh, they're, they're opposing what we've just seen, and every promo from LAX has been cutting and aggressive and unsettling and, and all that. Um, and You, I think, need to be firing back with something. I thought, like you said, the first half of the promo did a good job of that. Um, yeah, because you just cut out
0: the, the rest. It's like this other guy, only nose turned up to a living like he's drinking the yeah. beer and then he's launching it about the place and yeah. he just needs to just like again take it down a <laughs> couple of notches and then he start doing uh, an incredibly horrendous uh, offensive Asian accent standing next to Gail Kim I yeah. think that's maybe a bad idea <laughs>
2: that's
1: the worst yeah.
2: I, I did like though they go into a package where they're showing the two teams attacking each other um and this has felt like it's been building. Mm-hmm. It's felt intense, and it's you know, it, uh, America's Most Wanted has probably felt like maybe the only team that can go in there and and try and go toe to toe with LAX yep. And I love the build. I, I I love where we've got to here with these two teams. Me too. It's,
0: I like the storytelling that it's went across. You know, like America's Most Wanted of have- not they weren't facing LAX at the last pay per view, but they had the mm-hmm. the rivalry and they they done yeah they'd done that um was it a board the border toss
1: something like
0: that what it yeah. Is? yeah Hernandez powerbomb thing is mm-hmm. to Gail yeah. Kim and it's it's lasted it, it just that thing of like teams interacting with each other where they're not directly actually facing each mm-hmm. other we don't yeah. have conflict just because we're facing each other those pay per view mm-hmm. sort of thing still yeah. cool. like it yeah. Um, that takes us into the match. So it's NWA Tag Team Titles, LAX the Champions versus America's Most Wanted. Did LAX come out to Cypress Hill?
1: I think so. Oh, just get they just get better and better. <laughs> yeah, I think they did. Yeah, just amazing. <laughs> um,
0: Conan's on the mic again, talking about the first is his First Amendment right to desecrate the American flag. The Americans. <sighs> the crowd are just like I don't know it's just it's like a trigger point for them and you just it doesn't matter how contrived it is it uh-huh. works every single time
2: Yeah, and again you know we talked about the way Conan delivers it you know when, when he's talking the way he delivers it there's a, a venom in it and it, it's it's really like this could so easily fail and flop if it was the wrong person speaking. Aye. Uh, but it's not. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> it's funny because we'll get towards the end, but the crowd.
0: I think some of the crowd are like, oh, we love America. Don't do that. But some of the crowd are like, these guys are
2: amazing, like us, and, yeah, and cheering for, they are. for LAX. Yeah. yeah, it was noticeable actually at a couple of points in the match where it's almost like they just couldn't help themselves, mm-hmm. the crowd. Just recognising um, good stuff. Yeah.
1: Um, okay. You enjoy
2: the match overall? I did. I did. Like, I, I thought um, America's Most Wanted brought a lot of aggression, which. Obviously, was going to come from the other side. Um, I kept thinking there were so many moments in the match where I just thought, "What an absolute beast, Hernandez is! Oh, it's amazing. Oh, this guy, like, he's agile. He's massive. He's terrifying. Mm-hmm. But he's he moves in quite a scary way. Um, he's just he's so dominant." Through periods of time, uh, he's, is he still, is he still a thing? I've no idea. That's not a name you ever hear now, I don't think. No. Nah. This, this guy had, he had it.
0: Definitely. Definitely. And that, uh, Chris Harris is a big guy. hmm And I think he's probably even taller than Hernandez, but Hernandez's sort of aura would make you think he was bigger than him. Yeah. And he tosses at he belly to bellies him across the ring. Uh. Um, and then grabs the other one, does this big spinning power bomb. Yeah, at one point yeah. system, he's you're you're right, like just an absolute animal. And then in and homicide complements him with his mm-hmm. sort of little, uh, the way he moves about the ring and uh does these little vicious strikes and and, and knee drops and, and things things like that I can't say enough about. Them. Yeah, and Harris was reminding me about Mike Awesome. Uh, it's okay. In a good yeah. way, in a <laughs> not in the fat chick thriller or Nearly almost decapitating men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I loved it as well. This felt to me like I think we spoke about this last time. This felt as good a build as Angle Joe. Like, I, mm. I really wanted to see these two go. At each yeah,
2: other. and have this. These things are on the same card. You know, it's to be able to have these two. You know, we talk about. A, lot of, a thing that, that people talk about in the Attitude Era was everyone had a story and, and, you know, not everyone's got a story and I don't know that everyone always needs a story, but I think if you have your focus on your main stories and you've got the Angle and Joe thing mm-hmm. and you've got these tag teams, you know, going up against each other. And for me, those are your two main stories and even if you only had one of them on this show, I think it it would have made it must watch. Is maybe too much, but it would have made it a show to seek out and watch. Aye, aye, but to have both come into a head here is brilliant, aye. awesome.
0: Aye, like just jumping on what you're saying, like there's there's everybody having a story, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're always good stories. Yeah, like yeah, they, these are meaningful stories that are uh-huh. happening here. Yeah, um, yeah, which is class. So the the blowtorch comes into play towards the end here the blowtorch that they were going to use to set the flag on fire um, pretty vicious again, homicide uh, right to his character he, he hits Storm in the back of the head with the blowtorch which lets uh, LAX retain, there's a, quite a lot of chaos in this but not in a silly way mm-hmm. I wouldn't have said Conan's yeah. just an absolute
2: menace. He, looks, like, he gets like a little vicious shot in here and there, ah. And he's there's points where he's chasing Gail Kim round the ring, <laughs> and, and he uh, he's distracting one of AMW at any given time. Um, yeah, we said it before. We said it just a little bit earlier. It just feels like a perfect role for him.
0: Yeah, he's what I thought that. Um, Round about the time when MVP was the mouthpiece for the heart business, and for Bobby Lashley, and I thought MVP was this similar in that he's such he was built for that role a lot better at that yeah. than he was a wrestler. And he was a good wrestler, same as Conan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so after the match, Homicide is about to hit Gail Kim with all oh, that horrendous screwdriver thing. Ah, uh-huh. he's got our position, but um, here comes Pete Williams again. Pete hey, Williams, Canada coming in to save the day. Um, and then Cornet's out. Storming into the ring, he can speak this time. He's very passionate. Um, he's pissed off at LAX. He talks about them. Um. Desecrating the flag and all that sort of stuff, and I think he thinks he's cutting a baby face promo cornet and- yeah.
2: <laughs> In 1994, he probably is. Yeah, because he's he's talking about them as well, using the racism aspect as a publicity stunt and things like that. Um, it, it's it's interesting, you know. You, you you hear what he's saying, and then you think about what he's saying. And you're like, ah, I, I wonder if you drop it here and now. What a crowd would, How a crowd would actually react It would probably depend on the crowd but, mm.
0: Yeah, so, interesting So he strips LAX of their tag team titles The fans are hating it They are <laughs> booing him out of the building Absolutely. He's kind of looking a little confused <laughs> yeah. yep. um, He has told them If they don't give the belts back by Thursday Then, which I guess is their show Is it Impact or Fusion or something like that um, They'll have their contracts terminated
2: so it's, it's like, is Pete Williams here like a, a bizarro world Bret Hart? He, do you think he's hated in Canada now for all of this saving the American flag? But um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's loved by Americans. Loved by Americans. The,
0: the, the one Canadian they like. <laughs> Class. I the... think he's just sweet on Gail Kim. He seems to just keep popping up wherever she is.
2: Yeah. I mean,
1: he, he helped save her. He did a good thing. A nice guy. Okay.
0: It was a good match. And I am yeah. hopeful that they will run it back. Spoiler yeah, me alert too. they do. Yeah. Right? I, I I want to see more. Bad news, bro. Uh Vintrusel gets involved. Uh, it certainly seems based on the stipulation match that they have at the next pay per view, but we'll get to it. Okay. We'll get okay. it. Uh here's our boy from the Territories, James Mitchell. Okay. He's backstage with Abyss, who always has a chain on hand to just pull it. Yeah. Um, I'm a James Mitchell guy. Yeah, same. Definitely. He's grown on you. Yeah. Uh, I like that he's doing this sort of sneaky, he's making all these little allusions to Sting having vices. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: When he was previously World Heavyweight Champion, and I think that's sort of blurring the lines, because I think Sting does. Did have yeah. alcohol yeah, issues did
2: not he yeah I think I think it's it's later admitted
0: by Sting yeah I really like that because Sting Abyss doesn't do much for me I think on paper
2: it it doesn't for me and it's also got a problem of the matches it's in between here right. it's it's a really tough spot for this and and for for these two
0: You just. I was just writing down this stuff about him talking about that with Sting having his vices and that. And then he made me stop. He said he described Abyss as a maniacal killing machine. Yeah. And the ring is his own personal slaughterhouse. <laughs> yes. Now I'm pumped yes. for this. I want to see him kill Sting. <laughs> Not because I dislike Sting, but you've got me. <laughs> James Mitchell's talked me into my seat. <laughs> Um, and then we get a little video package for the match uh, Sting The champion, NW Heavyweight champion Taking on the Monster Abyss Sting Looking like Just like gold, Jerry Gold With this no yep. top He just looks amazing I've no idea what age he would be here But probably the best I think I've ever seen him look Possibly Yeah
2: If, if he turned up like this Hogan would have had no problem putting him over <laughs>
0: Brother (laughs) walks down and lies down in the ring (laughs) He's got the sort of The the hybrid uh, Face paint again Mm -hmm. Ah, Brilliant Give him him the weeks off every week And just let him (laughs) do whatever he's doing Um, I don't know I think you might have issues with the refereeing And and the decision making in this match But I, I didn't mind it I didn't mind it because I think the commentary team allude to the fact that the referees letting these the referee knows the stakes and he's letting these guys go like push the envelope, push the boundaries of the rules. That would be fine, but the end of the the result of the match is a disqualification.
2: Yeah, it's like I suppose they do build to it, right? Because it it happens almost right from the start. Um there's uh there's tables being set up, there's a barbed wire board. The ref, it seems like, is politely trying to talk <laughs> people out of using these things. He definitely, you know, Sting picks up the title at a point and the ref's like, Don't use that Sting. Come on. You know, just just just, just let it go. And the ref gets, you know, accidentally taken out. Uh quite quite soon after that. But I I get it. right? We've seen this in hundreds of matches where it doesn't go to a DQ, where they talk about the fact the ref wants us to get a decisive winner here in the match. He doesn't want to call a DQ. He he wants somebody with their arm raised as the champion at the end of the match. I do get it, but it did really disappoint me the way the match finished. Does it? Yeah.
0: Did you know that the title could
2: change hands via DQ in no, i comedian? I didn't, and I also felt like, by the way they were trying to explain it on commentary, that, that maybe it <laughs> maybe never happened before. Um, ah, right, okay. There's a lot of explanation being given, because obviously they'll know that people are used to watching WWF, and before it, WCW, I don't think you could win most of uh-huh. their titles anyway on a DQ, so they were having to try pretty hard to explain that one to them the viewer. There was a bit earlier
0: on when Abyss was intending on powerbomb and Sting onto the two tables that had like the barbed wire doors mm-hmm. on them and I think the ref is at that point saying I'm going to disqualify you he, and James Mitchell's even telling Abyss to stop. So like the steaks are there uh, maybe the breadcrumbs were there as well but we, uh, maybe just didn't pick up on them until unfortunate end Um, I thought the match was pretty decent actually, I I genuinely enjoyed
2: it I don't think this one was for me so much just, I I don't know, like I I get you're you're not, if you've got these two guys what can they realistically do just as a wrestling match in the ring, so I think I get a lot of the um, outside of the ring stuff, a lot of the uh, weapons style stuff From a point of view of trying to put together a match, especially when you know that there's going to be a pretty intense wrestling clinic on just after you. That's Um, fair. But I think it's just not the type of match I enjoy so much.
1: Mm,
0: I hear what you're saying. I feel like, you know, you're saying about. Like, what sort of wrestling match can the two of them put on without it needing to be tacks and tables and stop signs and all that? Like, I feel like there's a story to be told there with, like, Sting evading the monster and and chopping him down. And, like, to me, Abyss is kind of like a cross between Mankind and Cain. So, and he's just been described as, whatever I said, maniacal killing machine. Like yeah. Sting getting out his way and trying to outfox him and stuff. Like that. The yeah. sort of wily yeah. veteran trying to outfox the animal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, I think it, you know, if you watched the best of a best matches, it would get pretty tedious pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. uh, the bag of tax. It seems like every time the guy pulls out a bag of tax, he's destined to be lying in them.
2: Yeah, I don't know why. Like, why is... Mitchell allowing a bag attacks to be anywhere near the ring, it's <laughs> it's it's costing his guy time and time again. Every although day. I suppose things don't work out too badly for him. Like the, you, you've got some classic Sting moments, I think, which is what I, I guess a crowd wants to see. You know, they they want to see crowd uh, Sting doing his version of like hulking up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They want to see him going for his. Uh, uh, Stinger splash in the corners and and things like that. So y- y- you get that, you know. I imagine if you're a fan there to see a sting match, you're wanting to see that kind of stuff going on.
0: Yeah, aye, and I suppose they do that for you. What did you think about um taking him outside using the 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 rope that he rappelled down from? Which I don't think he does rappel down from in TNA. Anytime we've seen him, he's come out the top of the the ramp. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he hung a bit upside down By this giant rope And then tied it up And just fucking went mental With a chair on him like, yeah. There's your DQ
2: <laughs> Like, I, I, When I was watching it as well I was thinking um, It's it's like what was maybe supposed to happen When they had that macho man Randy Savage and Crush match <laughs> at, that, uh, at that WrestleMania yep. Where he, he tries to high him up And then he just okay. heads up back on the ground
0: Class. Um well, how does this one finish? I know it finishes with DQ? Sting launches abyss through the barbed wire tables, of course. Yeah. Um, as he tried to the ref was trying to stop him. Oh Sting just levels the ref, doesn't he? He does, yeah. The poor B ref then, just
2: says that. I, I nah. think he's just calling for the bell at the moment he puts uh, abyss through the barbed wire tables. Yeah. Um and they're talking up the fact that it's like Sting snapped. Um And they've been building to that through the match, which again, I I don't mind that. That's fine. He's he's been pushed too far. Um, But then the announcers start talking about him looking possessed. Um, But then he he also. (laughs) I've gone a wee bit sarcastic in my nose. (laughs) Sting seems confused. (laughs) He doesn't understand what really could possibly have broken. Uh, And then I got really confused by the title, changing hands on the DQ. Yeah. Right, that was
0: weird. Like you say, that they, they go head over heels trying to explain it in TNA. Yeah. What uh, um, shipway to win the title?
2: J- James Mitchell's loving it though. He's <laughs> laughing maniacally
0: as his as his maniacal killer machine's lying, yeah, <laughs> ripped and barbed wire. It's, it's, from
2: from Mitchell's reaction, it's almost like ah, I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> this this can't have been this plan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ah, I'd be interested to see where that goes. I did not see them putting the title on the bus after no, Stein. Because Stein yeah. just took off Jarrett, didn't he? Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was surprising. Interesting. So I
2: think you'd you'd said Jarrett was leaving. Jarrett had to go yeah. uh ill wife, I think, yeah. at that point. Um so I suppose maybe it was just a quick solution and he was always gonna just hold it briefly. Not sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. Friends who are listening to this, please pause and go to the show notes and go to U- use the YouTube link that is in the show notes. Fast forward to the start of Samojo versus Kurt Angle. Watch the fucking match because it's amazing. Then come back. Right, you're back. Okay, fantastic. Right, Adam. First of all, the video package for this is amazing.
2: Oh. Oh. do do, do you know one thing see at the start of this show because I remember at the start of the previous show I loved the video package right at the start Mm -hmm. I thought the one on this was a little bit underwhelming Mm -hmm. because they had so much they could sell in here but when it got to the individual packages before the big matches they were really good and this one, oh, I I, I love this This I was just so ready
0: for this like my sacrifice levels of good
2: amazing, amazing
0: Um, Okay, so we've got Joe versus Angle. I like Angle coming up through the floor Mm -hmm. on his entrance. Um, Difficult to get iconic music. It's difficult to hear their music on a TNA pay-per-view, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's a lot harder than it is on a lot of the big WWF shows. Um, the, the, The thing that I loved about all this, there's no, at any point, there's no belittling the other one. This is basically the best wanting to prove they're the best by beating the best. Yes. And I love that. It's not a, I'm better than you and I'm going to show you. It is both of them desperately wanting this challenge Aye. to try and beat the other guy.
0: It's like the two alpha alphas ah. seeing each other and they need to be they need yeah. to be top of the pack. Like It's yeah. not like, I don't oh. like you or anything like that. It's like, I don't know. It's just like a desperate it, internal need to beat the other person.
2: It should be, (laughs) like, there's so many ways in which it should be simple when you're talking about, you know, a wrestling match and a wrestling card and all that. But you just are hardly ever going to get two guys like this. (sighs) They they didn't
0: even need to cut promos on each other, really, because of that at that last pay-per-view where they just, like, it was an inexplicable need to, like, beat up each other and Uh grab each other and I will beat you. Yes It's amazing eh it? Brilliant Yes uh, Okay let's talk through this match Interesting thing that Angle said On his podcast today When he was being asked about it So this match goes 14 minutes um, And apparently Talent had been told They were on really really strict time Timings for their matches Before this match We need all the time for Angle Joe This match went forty minutes Like I say it had been uh, scheduled for around half an hour Um God called it 40 minutes because he said this is only the first time we've ever touched, this is our very first first match, there's going to be more, let's not give them it all in our first yeah. um, outing and I feel like that is like, obviously really smart
1: uh-huh.
0: I'd never think that that was anything that anybody would even consider. No. Um, yeah. It shows how much Angle's obviously learned as being part of WWE and working with Michaels and Lesnar and Austin and whoever. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I found that really interesting.
2: Yeah. And a very, very
1: intelligent
2: thing to do and decide.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so Samojo's so got the undefeated streak. Angle is coming in. As this hot new talent, essentially propelled, he has propelled right to the top of the card. He's a standout talent. Yeah. He's arguably the best wrestler in the world. Yeah. When TNA signed him, um, who did you think was going to win?
1: I
2: thought they would give Angle the win with him being basically the new superstar, and I knew. If they did it right, it wouldn't hurt Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also knew it wasn't going to be the only match. Um, I can't like I, I've listened to quite a lot of Angle podcasts where he's talked about this, and I can't remember if I knew because he's spoken about it that he was going to win the first match. Uh, that's possible. I may have I may have already had it in my mind. Did what did you think?
0: I wasn't sure. I was a bit worried. That they would again go back to the, the AJ Christian thing, they do a double pin, or they'd use yeah. some sort of ambiguous finish. Um again, they, I think they did it perfectly. Yeah. You're exactly right. Like you can you can come out you can be more over coming out of a match having lost than you can haven't won it. Yeah. If it's done yeah. correctly. Uh, the fact that he's coming off this coming on on the heels of this undefeated streak, I think it probably helps some more Joe to get beat by Kurt Angle and not mm-hmm. anybody else
2: Yeah, yeah, that, that's the thing if, if Angle doesn't end the undefeated streak who, who could to make it actually worth doing?
0: Aye, Aye and it's not uh, Clearly, it's, it's nothing like Angle dominates him In fact, Joe, no. Joe heavily dominates Angle um, yeah. Quite a lot during this match In a sort of manhandling type way Which is brilliant oh, There's, like,
2: in quite the early stages There's a viciousness to Joe mm mm-hmm. Which you know, we've seen him I think looking pretty laid back in the ring in a lot of scenarios where he's well in control of situations and he's just strolling around and Aye. things like that. But he's matching the angle intensity here. Um and he's he's vicious. Aye. Aye. there's a there's a point
0: where he he grabs they're on they're on the outside after Joe's hit uh he he hits a dive on the outside, he leads with his elbow. So it's not just it's yeah. not just his body, he's going yeah. with his elbow. He grabs Angle, he wanders him round the ring and smashes him into the ring, uh, into the stairs. Yeah. And again, that yes. sounds like comedy, but it's not it's not done in a comedy way. It's done in a like I'm gonna hurt you type way. Yeah. Um Angle is completely busted, dripping pretty yeah. profusely <laughs> with blood. Um and Angle Yeah, sorry, Joe takes him back in and and again, goes to work, destroys him. He has mm. a beautiful turtle wh- tilt, a whirl back breaker. Um, I give it nine out of ten on the cross scale. Nice, pretty nice, close,
1: pretty
0: close. yeah. Um, and then Angle starts to fight from underneath, and you believe it. You you know, like yeah, it would be very easy for Angle to not be fighting from underneath and, and looking on top and looking the better athlete and all that, but he needs to fight from underneath against. Because of yep. what Joe's doing, yeah. Um, he hits triple Germans, but he sells the exhaustion. He can barely yep. complete the third, uh, which I really loved. And I don't know if I've ever seen Angle do that before. No, yeah, I don't think so. Um, Angle was was against in that podcast. He was supposed to hit ten Germans in a row. Okay, but he said he, that he thought that this was a better decision and fair better for mm-hmm. both of them and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, I was concerned when Joe hit the muscle buster. On that neck. Yeah. Oh, horrible.
2: I don't think Angle's that guy that sits in a room and says, I'm not taking this move, that yeah. move, or that move. I think, yeah. Yeah, he asks for its probably. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Make it look real.
0: <laughs> Here's fucking Hebner coming in to ruin the party, by the way. This. I can, this match is amazing, but Joe hits a muscle buster and Hebner's doing his one, two and then his little gimpy fallen over three. Went. yeah, He'd be better putting up a sign saying this is going to be a close three count, but he won't quite make it.
2: <laughs> um, I don't know why, but I was really surprised Hebner was there. I, I, I kind of... He was obviously very long-term WWE guy, but was some sort of merchandise fraud or something? <laughs> I right. think he got he got fired for. And uh, I, 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 it never clicked in my mind. Well, of course, he would have gone to TNA.
0: It's funny when you say Hebner, you just uh, we both assume you're talk, we're talking we're <laughs> talking about Errol Hebner. Eh? Yeah, everyone forgot about Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been Dave. You never know. But, yeah, true. Hogan wouldn't know the difference. Yeah. Um. Uh. I, Olympic Slam gets close too. we got a Make Him Tap chant in the crowd as Angle takes yeah. off the straps and gets the ankle lock on.
2: There was a, like, I couldn't decide how I. F- see, see, at that moment, Angle Slam had to kick out and then straps down and the chant of Make Him Tap. I, I think I wanted the crowd to be with Joe. Like, mm. he's their guy, but it's Kurt Angle. I get it. Um, but, I, like, I put in my notes, ah, oh, don't turn on your guy. Hmm. But I think they just want to see awesome stuff. Aye. And that—that that is exactly what they get. Have you ever seen
0: the ankle lock be reversed into a sort of reverse choke hook?
2: Yeah, I, I think, see, I remember, see when he did like the roll out of it thing, or roll through it, mm-hmm. Um, I remember thinking, I've seen Benoit do that. Um, But I don't know that he, he rolled into his own kind of move.
0: Um I uh, know you've said that I've got a horrible not horrible, but a memory of is he maybe got the ankle lock on whilst Ben was got the cross face so. on or something like yeah, that, yeah, it? yeah, you're right, yeah, this is yeah, a little bit similar, that, but I, th- I think it yeah. looked better this yeah. yeah, the way that Joe flips him flips it round and he, he slips into the cocaine of clutch, it's just yeah, and it's <sighs> just as vicious, um. But, but ankle man, uh, ankle angle manages to get the ankle going whilst he's in the clutch. Which is just class, Joe. So Joe has to let go. Uh, another Olympic slam. He, he pulls, puts the straps back on to then take them off again. Yep. Love that yep. uh, ankle lock again, and Joe eventually taps out. He he saw the,
2: the the second one, the second the the, the ankle lock where he does tap out. There's some brilliant facial work going on from Joe because he looks panicked, like when the first one went on, he didn't have that look, and he looked like, okay, I can come up with something. But when the second one went on, he sells this really good panic look, like I don't know what to do, um, which which came across really well to me. And it's,
0: I think it would be, we've probably seen a gazillion. Wrestlers do it. I think Austin was good at this. Like it's not contrived. Oh my god, he's a wrestler. How am mm-hmm. I going to get out of this? like Rock was always yeah. pretty terrible for you, sort of over the top. Very yeah, yeah. Whereas is. like I, like you say about Joe, it's like you believe it. I suppose it mm-hmm. makes it yeah, it feels real. Yeah. Um. Going back to the crowd, you tapped out. You you tapped out, and I felt like Joe dealt with this in like the absolutely perfect yeah. way. I don't know if this was off the cuff or whatever, but it's dealt with like, yeah. beautifully. Yeah, it did yeah it did tap out uh, because he was the better man. Yeah, anybody else would have tapped out as well or something like that.
1: Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, he says Angle's the better man. I'd love a rematch, and Angle goes for the
0: handshake and fakes him out and
2: walks off.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't expect
2: that. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe it's the way he gets a bit of heat back um, after you know the crowd's basically chanting for him to win. Uh, Joe wants to go again, Angle in this moment doesn't. Um, yeah, oh, it was great. Oh, <sighs> it really was. It, it definitely lived up to, the, to what we wanted it to be, what was he, he says something like then angle i guess we got to do this the hard way mm. or something like that at the at the end. Oh I've I've got a question for you. Why?
1: Angle and Joe or Angle and Benoit. Oh dear. I think I think we've said before I can't, I can't
0: remember what pay-per-view it was. I think we said Angle Benoit is one of the best.
1: Mm-hmm. Most believable wrestling matches That we've seen Very similar In their own Sort of ways I love the dynamic here but I think Joe Angle simply because Benoit was just Benoit was just like a really good wrestler With a bit of a shit character
0: mm-hmm. like he, he never had a great charisma about him or anything like that I don't think Yeah, yeah. I think Joe is like this really believable
1: badass character so I'll, I probably would go
2: Angle Joe, what about you? I think Angle Joe and as much as the in ring for both were excellent but when I think about things like the pull apart brawl mm-hmm. um, just being the most realistic thing that I've seen uh, like that I think the that side of things edges it for me Mm -hmm. I I think I would go Joe and I like the dynamic of Joe being the TNA guy and Angle coming into his company and yeah I, I the story kind of worked out better, I think. So I'll go for that. Joe
0: Joe is sort of so. What was the first Bound for Glory we saw? It was just it was Joe versus. Was it Joe versus Ultimo Dragon? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, and he was very much a TNA younger guy uh-huh. that's been lighting up the X Division. He's a huge guy, but he does these. Yeah. Um, agile moves. And then what was he doing in the last pair of views in the monster's ball, wasn't he? Yeah. And it felt yeah, like he was treading water start. a little bit. A little bit.
1: Yeah. Here he's a made man and he's like, uh uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. Like, sky's the limit.
2: Mm-hmm. He's, he's there. And again, regardless of win, lose in this series of matches, you can go anywhere with him now.
1: Absolutely. So that leads me to have a question for you. Okay. Is he the biggest sure thing there's never been WWE champion.
2: Maybe. Like I I remember watching some of the TNA stuff and really liking him and then thinking almost thinking why are WWE not moving for him at the time. And then when they did bring him in I don't even know that he was past his best or, or whatever. I think they brought him in without wanting to use him in that way. Which uh, seems weird. They do like, that. they it, do,
0: do that though, we've seen that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um and you know, he's 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 world champion now in AEW, yeah. I think. Um and clearly by the sounds of it a very well respected guy, a very stable guy to have in yeah. your locker room. Um yeah, I th- I think they missed and I think I do wonder if Triple H had been in charge, if things might have gone differently. because yeah. um, he's he's got everything.
0: Yeah, oh he definitely has and there's some some great bits of you ever seen the the thing the promo he cuts, he's walking down the ring I, I wouldn't say it's on a SmackDown. And there's like Randy,
1: Jeff Hardy, and maybe Ricochet. In the ring, and it's going to be a four-way, and Joe just cuts them all
0: completely, like in one-liners. He sees someone like Jeff, shut your, make like it's an AA meeting and shut your mouth, and let while the others are sharing or something like that. Wow, wow, like. And he, did, he had a good program with AJ Styles, and there was all the stuff with AJ's mm-hmm. wife, and you know he's doing the whole. Is it Wendy? Is that AJ Styles' wife? Maybe Wendy's going to be my my, my new wife and all this sort of stuff. He's a really menace, like a total menace.
2: Imagine uh-huh. him
0: versus. I don't know if they ever did him versus Brock Lesnar, but imagine that. Yeah, I,
2: they, there was obviously somebody there that thought he was a good talker because they used him on commentary uh, right.
1: quite
2: a bit. But yeah. I, it's a shame because you sort of think about what could have been. But then, if it was there, would you have got things like this? Would they've done it the same way as they mm. did this? Mm. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, he's awesome. And rewatching this stuff, it, it he's even better than I thought he uh, was. Same. In ring, just he's just yeah. amazing.
0: Then he's yeah. got this attitude. He's clearly got loads of respect, like you said. Mm. He's good at thinking on his feet. Are really that thing was saying to the crowd like, "Yeah, I tapped out," but like in the wrong hands, that could have just been like, "Wait for them to be quiet," sort of thing, and just yeah. look a bit daft. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah.
0: Nice. Interesting that um, that that went on last over the the heavyweight mm-hmm. NWA heavyweight title, but yeah. it kind of had to, didn't it?
2: I think they had to. I, I've always been. Of the opinion the title matches should go on last, but can you imagine what the crowd would have been like for the title match if it oh. had been after that? They would have been dead on their feet. Absolutely. Like, yeah.
0: What do you think yeah. Meltzer gave it? Let's have a look. I, 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 I think that he's never Can't... given Angle a yeah, five he's star. never given match, Angle he, famously. Star. Let's have a wee look. So Daniel Saban got three and a half stars, Christian okay. AJ got three and three quarter stars. And Angle Joe got four and a quarter stars
1: Okay
2: That's disgraceful Five for me, in fact give it six Just give it six
0: Give it the Osprey Um, ratings, love it Yeah There wasn't even a a rating for LAX And America's Most Wanted We need Dave to start giving ratings for promos Then we'll be seeing Conan with a few five (laughs) stars Yes Yes. So yeah, pay-per-view overall You satisfied with it?
2: Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Angle Joe, um, really enjoyed the tag title match, um, enjoyed Christian, AJ, and uh, enjoyed the uh, Daniels and Saban, uh, and I, I quite liked the Naturals and, and that and Lethal. Yeah, good show, very good show. Nice,
0: love it. Um, so we talk Turning Point then? That's, that's the following month, December 2006. Yeah. Let's do this. Okay, we're back in the impact zone. This is a one, two, three, four, just six matches on the card. Okay. Um, it feels streamlined, but possibly in quite a good way. So let's have a look. Paparazzi Championship Series
1: five man <sighs> elimination match. Oh, no. Ooh, our boy, our boy Loki's back. Okay. Uh, okay. Paparazzi
0: Championship Series, Paparazzi Championship Series five-man elimination match. Okay, okay, we could do some punctuation there. Jay Lethal <laughs> versus Alex Shelley versus Senji Loki versus Sonji Dutt versus Austin Starr. Okay, I th- that that's quite confusing because <laughs> they're obviously. A, I'm sure we'll get some. Some background to understand that. TNA X Division title match, special referee Jerry Lynn. Christopher Daniels defend his title against Chris Sabin. Okay. Singles match, Rhino, aka Dr. Phil versus AJ
1: Styles. Okay. Some of that. Flag ladder tag team match. So I assume the American flag is going to be up and
0: um, whoever gets it gets to either set it on fire or or, or not set it on fire. Uh, America's, uh, America's Most Wanted versus LAX. Okay. Uh, NWA World Heavyweight title three-way match. Abyss, the champion, defending against Sting and Christian Cage. Okay. So Christian's worked his way in there.
1: Uh, and the main event is Kurt Angle versus Samojo Okay Sounds alright Yeah wonder what AJ he styles is up to is he just going to
2: be interfering with Daniels What do you
1: mean? Well, he's fighting Rhino Oh of course
0: I missed that I,
1: l- I listened to you say it and
2: I thought oh, that sounds
1: quite interesting and I thought oh,
0: where is he Yeah <sighs> That sounds alright, so we'll It's so we'll, kind of sequel Next week's the sequel, we'll do twenty weeks later And we'll yep. do Turning Point TNA nice. 2006 is just I swear I want to go I, on the holidays It's amazing I am enjoying myself <laughs> i really enjoyed myself <laughs> oh, Excuse me, yeah, same The enthusiasm's dripping from you it's, I'm, a, I'm
1: <gasps> Just realised your beard's gone Now Now This I I I have regrets.
2: I had such one of one of these like you know old old sailor type beards yeah, for a while. David Letterman, and then,
0: that's what I always say.
2: And then I uh, I got a bit sick of it and the scruffy look, and I got rid of it. And this is a few days of growth now. It doesn't take me that long, but it was just stubble at first when right. when it happened. And like a- my wife was also horrified because she. <laughs> She does not like my face being almost bald.
0: You're a child.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, my my dad uh, was round for dinner tonight, and he actually said, you do look a lot younger when you do this. I was like, oh, okay. Is that a compliment, or is it? A- well, I, I, I still have regrets. Even if I look younger, I, I
0: have regrets. Well, wow. okay. Well, you look good. Thanks. It's a different look, but you look good.
2: It is different. I, I think I, I confused someone because I had a meeting with them before and then after that, that day, same day as I'd had it done, and they, they were just burst out laughing. They said it is like a totally different person. <laughs>
0: right. Talking of work, I've got a challenge for you. Tomorrow at work, or before the next time we podcast, in yep. two weeks' time, I'd like you sar- sarcastically to say to someone,
2: thanks, Dr. Phil. Okay. See if you can okay. get that in. I think I can maybe do that. I'll try to think who we've all got in, in meetings tomorrow. Yeah, that, that, yeah, I'll 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 give that a go. Nice. I'll let you know how it goes. Excellent. I like it.
0: If you're if you're turn up in two weeks' time with your P forty five then <laughs> take full responsibility for that.
2: As long as it was funny it was worth it. Exactly.
0: I like it. Yeah. Good attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, in two weeks' time we'll
1: talk turning point and 20 weeks later. Until then, take it easy, Adam. Cheers.